0: Hello and welcome to another podcast episode on SoundingTheLight.com. My name is Tara Tucker. I'm your host today. Uh, I'm really glad that you have taken this time to listen. I've got somebody very special to present today. The band is called Von Strants, headed up by Jess Strants. And actually... um, this episode was recorded uh, back almost a couple weeks ago just before they left on their tour. they had a uh, they have a three week tour that they're actually right in the middle of right now and uh, I'm very pleased that Jess Strance actually took the time uh, a day before they were leaving on this tour to uh, speak with me on the phone. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation she's just such a fun loving um Easy to laugh with person, and uh, so she was very enjoyable to talk to. The music that she writes for Von Strantz Band is uh, it's it's very story based, and it's uh, kind of an Americana folk rock feel, and just really enjoyable to listen to. I, I loved hearing the backstories on on these songs. The first song that I would like to play of theirs for you today is one called Death or So You Think. It is from their Von Straunt's EP and I'm going to play that for you and then we're just going to go straight into the interview. So sit back, relax and enjoy some good music.
1: And days are short Dress yourself in uniform At dawn you will arrive Gather round your loved ones Kiss them goodbye tomorrow
0: So, once again, we just heard Death or So You Think. That was from the Von Straunt's EP, and I am lucky enough to have Jess Von Strantz with me, uh, actually joining me on the phone today. So, Jess, welcome.
2: Hey, and thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you had time to do this. This is great, especially since I know you've got... uh, some your, your tour coming up. Um, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. But since we just heard the song Death or So You Think, can you talk about that one a little bit? Like what the story is behind that?
2: Yeah. So I started writing the song Death or So You Think um, two years ago. Um, my grandfather had recently passed away. And um, my mm. grandfather is very, very special to me. Um, he sorry. was like, Thank you. Um, my grandfather was like a father and a friend and um, just extremely supportive of me mm-hmm. um, pretty much in every way. Um, he also helped raise me and my brother a lot. He spent a lot of time with my family. So losing him was just like losing, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, just a loved one. It was like losing like a staple to my life. And um so I wrote the song, um, the chorus um, the way home from visit from my last visit with him and um I started just kinda of seeing the chorus to myself on the mm-hmm. plane, um, and just kinda of crying out to God, um, just to meet me where I was. Cause I, I felt like death was just surrounding me like literally in every sense. And um and so I wrote that song out of it and it's just an honor and memory of his life and so um my grandfather really, really loves country music a lot, and so this is kind of like my dark uh country tribute <laughs> to his life and um I kind of use um just like a storyline of uh a civil war
0: soldier yes that's that definitely came across yeah and it's just kind
2: of just to to bring the story together um I love history and i when I think of my grandfather, I think of him as a fighter for life mm-hmm. and um and so yeah, the song is just an honor of his life and, and who and who he was and, and who he continues to be by just his legacy. And so, um yeah, so I wrote that song just to to help come to terms with his death and also like the life that continues to live on. Um just like within me and my family members. So mm-hmm.
0: Wow, I love that. I, I love the song already. Um but just knowing the backstory of that, you know, just just means so much more. So, where are you currently living now? Where where were you? Are you living where you were born? No, I am. I was actually born in Houston, Texas. <laughs> really.
2: And and I am currently living in Mishawaka, Indiana, which is a suburb of South Bend. Okay. And um, yeah, so it's northwest Indiana. Um, I spent a lot of time moving around as a young girl. And so um, I haven't really actually (laughs) I don't really have a place to call down to my hometown except for where I'm at now, just because um, I've been living here um, for the past nine years with my husband. So I feel pretty. Yeah, I feel pretty well rooted um, in the community that I have here in the area. So, but yeah, I'm originally from Texas.
0: So does your husband, uh, is he a musician as well?
2: Um, my husband would not consider himself a musician only just because he hasn't played his guitar in, um, about six or seven years, but, um, he is capable of playing, but he's mainly, um, he's a visual artist. Um, Mm -hmm. he does graphic art and so that's, that's his thing (laughs) and I'm a
0: musician. So So you're, you're still both kind of creative types. How does that work? (laughs)
2: Um, it works pretty good. Like he gives me space to create what I'm creating, and I give him space to create what he's creating. And <laughs> he actually he's designed like all of our album artwork and like logos. Nice. And, like, yeah. So it works well together. And he likes he likes being able to help me out in that way. So and I appreciate it because I think he's really good at it. So.
0: So what is your? Do you have like a favorite growing up memory that really stands out? Um.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Um I think though what I, pr- I could probably say um, just to kind of I don't know I I feel like it's hard for me to distinguish like one particular memory but for me um and my family because of my father's job we we homeschooled and we traveled with mm-hmm. my father, mm-hmm. and we spent a lot of time on the road. Um, he would drive ahead of us, and he would go to work, and then we would drive a little behind him, and we would meet him up. We would meet up with him at the hotel rooms that his company would pay for, and <laughs> my mom would give us an incentive that if we would finish our schoolwork by noon, we could go explore the cities and towns that nice. we were in that my dad was Smart working in. Mom. So. Yep, yep. He's very, very, <laughs> very smart that way. And uh, my grandfather, actually, the one that I looked, sung about, mm-hmm. uh, Death History, I think he traveled a lot with us, too. And so um, it was always the five of us, um, quite a bit. And I just really loved that most of my childhood was spent that way, because, um, you know, when you're on the road and you're a kid, there's not really much you can do. So you have to learn how to be really creative in like a really small space. And mm-hmm. it's not like you have all your toys and all your friends. Like, you have to learn how to get along with mm-hmm. the people that are around you and then the people that you meet in other cities and towns. And so I'm just like really, really. Appreciative of living my life that way, and um, just so many good memories of you know just seeing really cool places and and meeting new people and um yeah it was it was really it was really special like I'm really thankful for for having a childhood like that, so
0: did that set you up for the kind of life that you have now as a musician?
2: I would say so, most definitely. Um I do not mind traveling at all. I feel most at home when I'm in a van and <laughs> I can hear the hum of cars driving by and um I just love watching the scenery change and like leaving one place and then arriving at another and just like the journey of it and then like arriving and Looking back and being like, wow, I can't believe it just drove that many hours, and now we're here. <laughs> my like, my husband's not the same way, so he's often like, he'll call me when I'm on the road. He's like, so how's it going? I'm like, I'm still driving. So call me like, you know, five hours later. He's like, so no, how's it going? I'm like, still driving. He's like, what is that? Ten hours later. I'm like, yep. He's like, I can't believe you love that. And I'm like, hey man, I just like crossed two three states in one day. What did you do? <laughs> I love, I love the feeling and just a sense of accomplishment and, like, mm-hmm. just going from one place to another and just embracing, like, what's going on around you in, like, the little vehicle that you're <laughs> driving. So it seems probably kind of weird to a lot of people and other people probably can totally, like, resonate yeah. with that. Like, I love that. But, yeah, that's I, – I definitely feel like that's why I love doing it so much is yeah. just because of that. and. My mom, too, like whenever we we would travel, she would hand me like the triple A triptychs and she would teach me how to read the maps.
1: Nice. And she'd
2: be like, all right, Jess, you're going to navigate, so which way are we going to go? And, you know, so she she taught me how to do that stuff. So, like, I love doing that now. And the sense of like, what if we get lost? Then we have to find our way out. And, you know, I just love that kind of stuff, though. So.
0: So, I, so I bet that that kind of freed you up from the fear of getting lost. Because since you knew how Absolutely. to you know, read this stuff, it's great.
2: Absolutely, yeah. In fact, sometimes I hate GPSs because you <laughs> become so reliant on them and you're just like, "No oh crap, I don't know where we're where we supposed <laughs> to go. It didn't tell us to go this way. Like, pull open the map. Let's look.
0: This
2: is where we're at. All right, we have five different options.
0: <laughs> That's fun. So, well, so I'm yeah. sure that your husband is happy that you have this sort of you know, to get this out of your system, and, and he doesn't have to <laughs> go along with you. <laughs>
2: no, he's, Everybody's he's happy. cool that, yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So so when did you first discover that, like, music was going to be a part of your life?
2: Well, music has really actually always been a huge part of my life, um, ever since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, my My parents, neither of them are really musicians, so they never really played music around me, but my my mom and my dad both really, really loved music a lot. Um, my father always loved, loved the classics and rock mm-hmm. and roll and blues, and my mother you know, loved anything from like, you know, Billboard, Top 40, um, <laughs> whatever she could sing to, <laughs> Let's put it that way. And, um, and my mother was always singing. I can remember um, my mother would point out... Um, she would, she would. We'd listen to a song, and she'd be like, "Jess, I want you to point out the different parts of <laughs> the song. Like, mm-hmm. what's the bass line? What's the the vocal line? What's the the drum part? You know." And yeah. um, so, my parents just always had a really, um, just a, a really good appreciation for music growing up. And my mom, when we would need to clean the house, she'd be like, "All right, kids, we're gonna blare the the, oh. the radio really loud." Yeah. You know, like, the broomstick is your microphone, uh, the, the the vacuum is your guitar, <laughs> and, you know, everybody grab an instrument and we're going to play. Like, I swear, like, our our neighbors probably thought we were, like, lunatics because of how loud we'd be playing music. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so my love for music um, has always been part of my life. And um, I started playing music, too, at a really, really young age. But When I really, really felt like um, I was called to do music... Um, just like as, you know, as a pursuit of my career, mm-hmm. I was about, I, I'd say I was probably about 13, mm-hmm. and I started writing music, and um, I wasn't all that great at it, because <laughs> I was very new to it, um, but the first uh, concert, um, I went to where I was just mind-blown, was like, that's what I want to be at. I, I saw Over the Rhine at a music festival, um, and I was 15, um and I heard them perform a song called "The Seahorse," mm-hmm. and I was just like, "That's it! I know <laughs> that's what I want to do." And um, and pretty much ever since then, I've I've been working really hard at songwriting and getting better at it. And you know, I've continued uh, not right now, but even in my adulthood, like I've taken you know private voice lessons and drum mm-hmm. lessons. And as a kid, up until I graduated, I took. A classical piano and wow. and guitar, you know. So, um, I've I've always had you know a lot of just um, just rich appreciation and teaching for music um, my whole life. So,
0: so it's, out it's of all integrated, out of all of the instruments that you just named, I mean, including vocals, you know, drum, mm-hmm. guitar, piano. What's your favorite?
2: I'd say that my favorite is piano, um, just because I started playing it when I was like. <laughs> so um, that's always been my favorite. And um, in Bonstrans, I play guitar mm-hmm. mainly, but a lot of the songs that I write for Bonstrans actually come from songs that I write on the piano, and I just transfer them over to the guitar and yeah, you know, let everybody else take other parts. But if I had it my way, I would play a real piano, not a keyboard.
0: <laughs> um, yes. I get Everywhere that. I go, but uh-huh. that's
2: just not very practical.
0: Right no, now. they're they're kind of hard to move. I'm the,
2: yeah, and I'm no <laughs> Elton John or Villa Joel. You know, I don't have like a you know <laughs> a trillion fan falling. <laughs> you know, five hundred dollar tickets. If I was you know selling that, then I'd have a new piano at every time. <laughs> so I just stick with the acoustic guitar. That's practical right now.
0: So. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, there, there was one point where I wanted my husband. My studio's upstairs, and for like thirty seconds, I thought of trying to move my piano upstairs. <laughs>
2: my husband was like,
0: um, "We will get divorced over that."
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pain. Yeah, it's a total pain.
0: <laughs> As it was, I had to move it down the hall, and even that was just—it was a bear. So it's—it's it's back out in the living room now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you just gotta keep it. Like yeah. When a piano stays in one place, it's usually gonna stay there forever.
0: Yep. So
2: you better love where it's
0: at. Oh my goodness! Yep. So, uh, so who are the who are your musical influences? Who did you listen to growing <laughs> up? You know, besides who you're just talking about.
2: Um, my musical influences growing up. Well, my mother absolutely loved um Billy Joel and Elton John. So. <laughs> Of course, me being a piano player. Of course. I love that. Um the Beatles and um Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix, um Pink Floyd, <laughs> The Who. um that's a lo- I I listened to a lot of Motown growing up. Uh-huh. Um so um a lot of uh a lot of um blues and and even like let's see when I was about <laughs> When I was 13, I started listening to, like, NPR and, like, the jazz station. Yeah. Because I loved listening <laughs> to jazz music. I would go hide in my room and <laughs> I'd clean and write. <laughs> I'd listen to jazz music. I, I felt like the world was right. Um, and uh, then as I became, <laughs> uh, you know, a teenager, a teenager, um teenager, uh-huh. I still listen to a lot of, like, rock and roll, but um, one of my favorites still to this day is, like, Radiohead. I absolutely love, love, love Radiohead. Uh-huh.
1: Um,
2: so, and then, like I mentioned, too, Over the Rhine, and I met my husband, and he introduced me to a lot of um, Christian artists. Because yeah. I, I wasn't really raised on Christian music. Um, so <laughs> my husband introduced me to um, artists like the 77s and... Um, Daniel Amos and, mm-hmm. um, Aaron Sprinkle and, um, Bill Maloney and, um, yeah, it's just a lot of, um, Steve Taylor, a lot yeah. of just really amazing, um, musicians and artists, Glenn Kaiser, um, I, I learned a lot of that from my husband just because he was like, you listen to a lot of secular music. What if you listen to Christian music? And I'm like, sure, show me some good stuff and right. maybe I'll listen to it. So, yeah, so my husband um, introduced me a lot. We met um, when I was when I was 15, so I had quite a few years as a teenager listening to that music and it just has been really highly influential to me even now as a as an artist. So,
1: hmm.
2: so yeah, that's that's kind of the... Uh, 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 that's kind of a picture of, of what I grew up listening to. So,
0: do you ever? I don't usually like you know comparing artists to each other, but when I listen to your stuff, it 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 reminds me a little bit of like the Abbott Brothers and the Decemberists. Do you ever listen to them?
2: Um, I have listened to them a few times, and I've actually seen um, the Abbott Brothers live too, um, and uh, quite a few people actually they do compare. Um
0: mm-hmm. that. So I can see I
2: can see a little bit of that for sure.
0: The Decembers, especially yeah. just because how much you like to tell stories in music and and that seems to be sort of their focus too. Just yeah. the whole storytelling thing through music, I think is really cool. So how for did sure. your how did your band form and where did you get your name from? I mean obviously Strands so, is your last name.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so Strands is my my husband's last name and then um Von Strands I guess is really like the the original family last name, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought it was cool, um, and I felt like, for for me being a songwriter, I felt like it, it sounded like it could be one person, mm-hmm. Von Stranz, but I also felt like it could sound like a group of people. Yeah.
0: Did I hear you correctly um, when you said your name, you said it's Strantz, but with the Von Stranz, yeah. it's different. <laughs> yes, it's true. Okay, okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it, it confuses people a lot.
0: I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it, it's, but my last name is Strance, but my bad name is Von Strong.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Well, you know, a little distinction there. That's good. <laughs> yeah.
2: I try to keep it a little separate. Yeah. So.
0: That's good. My All favorite
2: right. is when people call me Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hey, Vaughn. No, like,
0: nope. <laughs> nope. <Yes. laughs> you don't know me very well. <laughs> <you're> never gonna. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh, that's funny. So um, my my band has uh, we we play with, in, anywhere from me just being solo to like twelve or fifteen of us. Wow. Um. Yeah, and um, and, and a lot of band members have have come and and gone over the the past two years cuz we started Monsteruns in the summer of 2012 okay and started playing shows in um the winter of 2013 um, like January February winter and um so we've been playing shows um for about a year and a half now pretty consistently and um i started the band originally with um Kelsey Um, Horton and uh, Nicholas Leatherman, and then two students of mine, um, Kristen McDonald and Isaiah Brock. And since then, we've, uh, like I said, have added more members and some have left. But um, so like currently right now, the people who travel most with me are Kelsey and then um, my guitarist, Josiah Gott. And so um, Mm -hmm. the cool thing about Von Struth's music is it sounds... It sounds cool on its own, but it also sounds really, really awesome when we're playing with lots of musicians. And so
1: yeah. it's
2: kind of like this, I kind of feel like it's just this kind of like life-giving, kind of moving, mm-hmm. breathing uh, community. Like there's room for more people to come in and, you know, there's room for people if they feel led to do other things, you know, like it just depends on what kind of stage of life everybody's in, you mm-hmm. know, so.
0: hmm there is something to having a community of people or a group of people that all have sort of the same mind doing the same thing with music. Yeah. Um, it just, you're right. It just makes that music just kind of live and breathe. And if everybody catches that same vision, it's just this really cool thing going on. Yeah. So I'd like to play another song of yours. Um, it's the song called all I need. It is from your, uh, album titled titled narrative chapter one. Um, before actually, before we play that and talk about that song, um, what's the story about the, the narrative, the chapters, the chapters. Okay.
2: Well, so for, um, the chapters, um, I I decided to, to put out a full length in chapters as opposed to just putting out one CD. Uh And so, um, each of the chapters make up our first full length. And so, um, in, April, we released chapter one. Um, and then in August, we're going to release chapter two. And then in November, we're going to release chapter three. Cool. And then in January, we're just going to release the, the three chapters as one with a few extra songs. And that album is just going to be called Narrative. Nice. So... Um, yeah, and so the the biggest reason why we're doing this is just so that we can, as we make money, we can put it towards the next mm-hmm. EP. Mm-hmm. And then it also kind of helps just kind of set the stage for the fact that, like, all the songs are making up the story and, um, you know, each of the songs are different. None of them are really tied to the other songs,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, but they're all very kind of, like, intertwined with, like, our lives. And so... um, so that's why we went with narratives and we wanted to figure out something cool that would like separate each album. So yeah. we didn't really like anthology or like um, index. So we are like, let's just go with chapters.
0: Chapters <laughs> cool because as you like to, you know, be a storyteller through this, it totally falls right in that. It's great.
2: Yep. yep. That's great. Exactly. So that's why we went about it that way. So
0: Can you uh, talk yeah. about your inspiration for All I Need? Yeah, so I
2: wrote All I Need actually quite a few years ago, um, before I even started, um, Bon and um all I need is basically just um my stab at writing a song but mm-hmm. putting it to music. Um and so um the chorus of the song just talks about how um a lot of times we forget that we're loved and I think that as human beings, that's the easiest thing to do. We just forget we are absolutely loved by God and by people, even Mm -hmm. in our lives. You know, we we all misinterpret each other so very easily. And I think really when it comes down to it, each and every one of us want to love and be loved. And so this song is just about asking God to remind me um, just how much I am loved because when we believe that we're loved I feel like we're unstoppable Um, and so that's what this song is about is just a song of just crying out to God and be near with me and remind me that I'm loved When
1: will my soul rest? When will I see your face? I'm tired of watching and waiting Will I hear your voice?
0: Again, listeners, um, we just heard All I Need from Narrative Chapter 1 by Jess Strantz of the band Fawn Strance. So, Jess, you like to refer to yourself as an artist and a storyteller. So what stories inspire you the most to write about? Well, a
2: lot of the stories that I write about are pretty much tied to my own personal life, and then just the experiences that I share with other people. Because um, I think a lot of times, um you know, for me, I think, oh man, I'm the only one who's experiencing this situation. And then I talk to somebody about it, and then they're like, no, I'm experiencing the same thing. And I'm like, you know hmm. what? I shared sure a song about that. And, um, and so yeah, a lot of the stories that I'm sharing in my music are really, really just I, I sometimes I, I write like in character form, like for instance, like for Death is what you think. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you just listening to the song you wouldn't necessarily think, Oh, that's funny about Jess's grandfather you know. Mm-hmm. But like when you hear the story, you know, like that's actually a really personal story and so um I like to use just different like imagery too when I'm writing and um but pretty much all of the stories that I am writing are are tied to my own personal life and the people that are in my life. So those are those are my biggest um inspirations for writing. Okay. And um I like to I like to stay true to true to what's going on in my own life. So
0: So is there a time that you can remember that you had like a you know a personal real encounter with Christ? Yeah, um so
2: <laughs> There's this book by Brother Lawrence, um, The Practice of the Presence of God, Mm -hmm. and he talks about his multiple conversions, (laughs) and um, that, like, really, like, resonated with me. Um, I was about, let's see, maybe 18 when I read that book, 18 or 19, so close to 10 years ago, and... I remember reading that and I sat down with my worship pastor and I was like, What does he mean by conversion? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I thought you only get converted once <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: And um, so um <laughs> I just I started to, you know, question and learn more about what like that meant and of mm-hmm. course now nine, ten years later, mm-hmm. um, I realized, um, there's there's so many encounters that I've had with the Lord, um, and with Christ that, like, there's just too many of them that are just too precious to me, um, and -hmm. I feel like each, each day, now at least, um, the Lord just shows me something new about Himself and His love, but, um, to to be more pointed, though, in answering your question, um, for me, the past few years have been just an incredible season of, of doubt. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly, I'm okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. I love the fact that I can doubt God and at the same time be renewed in my faith, <laughs> like, constantly. Um, I love the story of Thomas
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, because there is, to me, when I think of the disciples, there is nobody on the face of this planet who literally had the living Christ standing right before them and said, you're not real. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, like I say Mm -hmm. to God all the time, you're not real, but I don't actually physically get to see him standing right before me. Mm -hmm. And Thomas literally doubting him standing in that room. Jesus didn't make him feel like an idiot. (laughs)
1: Like
2: Jesus was like, no, like Thomas, come here. Like here's my hands and here's my side and like put your hands there. Like, Jesus totally met him right where he was at, and I feel like that's what Jesus is constantly doing with me, and that's why I love him so much. It's like, he doesn't make me feel stupid, because I'm so incapable of comprehending what God is doing on a regular basis. And I can remember a few years ago this one night, like, I was lying in my bed, and I was just crying. Because I had went through a season of just lots of study. I was reading all these books on theology and, like, talking with a bunch of theologians and philosophers. And just really blessed, actually, to have a time in my life like that. Because mm-hmm. I learned so much. But, like, with all that studying, it just made me so, like, overwhelmed. And it was pointing me to nothing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, I just remember crying out to God when I, and I was like... I don't even know if you're there and if you're listening to me. And I had been like a worship pastor on staff at my <laughs> church for like five years. <laughs> so, like, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't even know what's going on and I just remember hearing the Lord just say to me very clearly, like, Would you just reach out your hands and touch my my mm-hmm. my wounded side and like trust and I was like, I don't know, like something just really clicked to me and so, um, I feel like that was kind of like my last um, just really beautiful encounter with Jesus, and and God just keeps reminding me of that. Like no matter what, um, because he really he really does love us a lot, and we're human, and he even became human so that we can see like he loves us and our humanness. And so that to me is just like one of the most beautiful reminders for me, at least right now, of where I'm at. Um of just how very real God is, even <laughs> by questioning and doubting him. Like and I feel even closer to him because of being being able to be that honest mm-hmm. and then like his patience and his love and his response. So
0: I love that. Um he's like he's okay with us not knowing and sometimes, you know, and not being able to see. I mean he completely understands the fact that we are human and we don't have our spiritual eyes. You know all perfected yet, and he is asking yeah. us he's asking us to do a very hard thing and um you yeah. know to just believe by faith like that without without having any kind of proof and uh yeah, so yeah, has this sort of thing has that influenced how you write at all um sometimes it does um I haven't
2: really actually I haven't really written recently any songs that have to do with. Um, yeah, like my personal, mm-hmm. my personal faith, and like that struggle. Um, just because I'm not really at that place right now mm-hmm. of of writing about those things, but um, but like this this last season, um, of writing like and preparing for narratives, um, a lot of the songs that are on um, narratives chapters one, two, and three are just songs about just being human really and um not so much running away from that humanness but like facing it mm-hmm.
1: um
2: because a lot of times i i feel like um you know when when we and, and maybe this is just kind of more so like our western culture um but like i really feel like we are often put on us this burden that you know when we um when we accept Christ into our lives, then we, like, instantly become these, like, super um, (laughs) spiritual beings,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and, like, we don't do sinful things anymore. And I don't necessarily think that that's true, Mm -hmm. Um, because I know for me, like, there's that struggle, you know, where, like, I'm constantly desiring and hoping to, like, be more like Christ, but then, like, my life is definitely not showing that, (laughs) and it's, like, that battle. (laughs) Constantly going on, or like even the fact, you know, like I should be like beyond doubting God, you know, Mm -hmm. and this beyond perfectionism, Mm -hmm. which I think really ends up for me, I'm end up becoming my own savior, and then I end up being like, hey, God, I'm actually good enough to be like equal with you now (laughs) because I'm living a good, righteous life. And then one mess up and then what happens? I oh, know I'm so far away from God. What do I do? I gotta get my life back together again. And it puts it all that pressure on me.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: up to me to make myself a better person for God. And so a lot of what is written in narratives is just stories and songs about like you know, traveling back and remembering things that happened in my childhood and facing those things or like things that happened in my marriage. And um just like the the humanness of it all and just facing it and embracing it for what it is and, and then putting it out there and just being honest. And then like seeing how God is meeting us in the midst of all those things. And he is working out, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: his purpose and his glory within us um, by letting us be human and loving us, <laughs> you know, in the state that we are in. So that's kind of like where narrative is at right now. I mean, I've written a few, like, songs that are separate from mm-hmm. the albums that we've done and kind of talk about that, those kind of things that I was just talking about. I even wrote a song about Thomas.
0: Um, <laughs> really? I'd like to hear yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, I did.
2: Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll send it to you. Um, but, yeah, I, um, but, yeah, but for narratives, it's pretty much just focused on the current, the, um, just state of being human (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and seeing that there's, that there's more to the story. Like it's not, it doesn't just stop there. Like there's a hope and there's more. And I'm actually really looking forward to (laughs) writing, you know, more um, just to kind of continue to tell this bigger story Mm -hmm. of, you know, what's going on with us just as humans. So.
0: You've got something really big coming up in the, in the next couple of days. This is your Troubled Souls tour. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> so Troubled Souls tour is speaking off tomorrow, and we're going to be playing our first show in Chicago, and I'm really excited about that because I just really like Chicago. Chicago is a great city, um, and uh, we are going to be on the road for three weeks, Ooh. and we are... Yeah, and uh, we're going to be hitting up um, a lot of, like, the Midwest. And the, the furthest west we're going is Colorado. And then we're nice. going to be going through Texas and um, through uh, Alabama and Georgia. And then we'll be riding up the the East Coast. Um, so we'll be in the Carolinas and the Virginias and uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania. And then we'll loop back home, go through Ohio and
0: Um, Call it a (laughs) tour. Wow! So, so this is going to be the kind where your husband's going to be calling like for five days in a row, and you're going to be on the road. Yeah, no, he'll,
2: he'll probably call
0: me, like, once a day and uh-huh. be like, hey, how's it going? What's what's the
2: new story? And I'll be like, well, we're driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, what yeah, an exciting life you lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it, though, because yeah. um, I'm going to share a lot of the stories behind um, narratives Um and but primarily focusing on uh, troubled souls, um, but then also I'll be sharing songs off of uh, the second chapter as well, so mm-hmm. people can get a little taste of it and be excited about it. But um, yeah, I'm excited to um, to go out and and share the music. So
0: now, is troubled Good. souls the the first chapter narrative first chapter?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's narratives, chapter one and then chapter one is called trouble solved.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we have like two or three names, which makes it a little grander. <laughs> Yep,
2: <laughs> I just you know the more ridiculous the better.
0: <laughs>
2: so <laughs> why are you... not? If you're an artist and a storyteller, you kind of like have a name for the name for the name. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so when you guys you know who set up the tour? Was that you? Do you have people working for you?
2: Um, yeah, I have a manager and my manager and I, um, actually put together this tour. Um, we do all of our booking, um, and Marina Problems and I, um, I was in a band before. And so like, I have a lot of connections that I built from the last band I was in. And then she uses her resources as well and her connections. And so together we put together pretty decent tours, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so pretty uh, cool. If, you know, I, I know that this this is actually going to be airing in a couple of weeks, so you will be, you know, like a week and a half or so into your tour as listeners are hearing this. But, you know, if you are coming to a city that, you know, someone's like, hey, I want to go see them, uh, where can they find that? Um, they can find
1: it
2: on our Facebook page. Um, and we also have like a blog, um, like a WordPress. So mm-hmm. it's dot wordpress dot com
0: okay
2: um and then also uh, facebook.com facebook dot com slash von strand's music okay. um and if anybody wants to like they can um they can also follow our Twitter and our instagram, and I'm gonna be posting up a lot of information um pretty much on all of our social medias on where we're going to be so if anybody wants to find us on the road, they are more than welcome to um a lot of the shows. Um, will be, um, like, house shows and, like, bars and Mm -hmm. um, concert venues, coffee shops, all different kinds of venues. So, venues for any kind of people.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and I I would definitely recommend, you know, hey, if you guys are close to anywhere where Von Strauss is going to be, go see him, because there's something that, you know, you can listen to music, and it's so awesome when you hear it, but but being able to be there to watch somebody play and to and to get just this you know kind of personal connection um with who people are I mean it just it brings more life to each song so so I, I would definitely recommend y'all go in if you can um so is this the longest tour that you guys have had up until now
2: um this is the longest like tour that's gone straight through
1: mm-hmm.
2: um so, like I said, because we we've been we've only really been traveling since January of last year, okay. And um, so we were um, we were doing like weekend tours as much as possible, and then we started doing like a week tour. Then we'd be home for a little bit, and then we'd do like another week tour, <laughs> um, and then just like this past year, um, we've been doing like. Um, like a week to two week tours and then coming home for a few days and then going back out again. Mm -hmm. Um, So like we do a lot of traveling in that sense, but, um, but with this one, this will be like our first three week tour, like straight, like without any few breaks in between, like back home. So.
0: Are you ready for that mentally?
2: Yes, I am very ready for it mentally. <laughs> I feel like I feel like being out on the road more consistently is easier than when you like you're gone for a few weeks and then you come home for a few days and then you're gone for a week again. Mm. It just kind of like doesn't really have a very good like flow, mm-hmm.
1: and
0: so
2: I'm excited to just kind of like straight through all right, let's do this
0: <laughs> awesome and
2: then be home so
0: so what's your favorite thing yeah. about performing? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing about <laughs> huh. Like, Like, there's um, the ocean. <laughs> you have no sides. Go jump in. <laughs>
2: <there>. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's there, I don't really know if there's a. I have a favorite thing about performing. I actually find performing to be quite terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> you would think that I wouldn't feel that way, but I do. It's oh, really, I get it. Um, it's really nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I really what, what I love about performing is the reward of being able to share something about myself with a group of people and be vulnerable. Mm. Like I love that each time I do that, I feel um, like it's easy and easier to like share my story and not worry about like really honestly what people think about me. Um, Cause I, <laughs> I, I don't really want to get wrapped up in thinking about oh did that person like my song or, Oh my goodness, I just share that story and like think I'm crazy. <laughs> and like the more and more I do that, either people like that and they mm-hmm. love it, or they hate it, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I just love that you know it's it's just like well there I just gave you a piece of me take it or leave it and <laughs> I don't yeah. know like
0: I I guess like that would be that. kind of freeing.
2: It is really freeing. I, I like being able to free myself of not having to worry, really mm-hmm. honestly, about like what people think and be able to connect with people on a deeper level um, because music does that. Like it mm-hmm. helps you. Uh, kind of it kind of helps lighten the atmosphere, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I love talking with people afterwards, I love that it gives me an opportunity to get to know people on a much deeper level than if I were just going to just go to a party and be like, Hey, like, how's it going? <laughs> like, do you want to tell me about how your marriage is falling apart? <laughs> no, what, where did that even come from, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where like I could, you know, at a show, be talking about, you know, where I'm at with like, you know, my relationship with my husband and like the struggles that we've had Mm -hmm. and the, you know, the victories we've had and then somebody else comes to me and I'm like, you know, I just had the same thing going on this past week and like, Mm -hmm. can we talk about it more? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Like it just totally like Mm -hmm. gives you the freedom to to go on a deeper level with people (laughs) without it,
0: you know? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there anything about being a musician that has uh, that you never expected or that has taken you by surprise? Yeah, basically my life. <laughs> <laughs> Another ocean without with sides here.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I've always wanted to do something like this. I mm-hmm. never realized that, how much I wanted to do this. Um, you know, I mean, who can really say, you know, I want to be a traveling musician until you actually are... It's like, you know, a lot of my friends, like, they've dreamed about it, and they go and do it, and they're like, I hate this, (laughs) you know, and then other people are like, oh, my goodness, like, I love it, and I get it, and uh, I just never expected that, you know, being the age that I am now, that I would be playing music full-time and traveling and sharing um, my stories and, and art with people, like, I just i never i never thought that that could actually be a reality for me, and I think that's been very pleasant um for me and very surprising and so um yeah that's what i i've come to find out of being a musician mm-hmm. this is very it's a very unexpected, you
0: can't expect anything mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I don't know like it's just you have to go with it
0: <laughs> um I'd like to play one more song of yours and uh there was uh there was two that are kind of I'm trying to choose between, and I think I'm going to let you choose. <laughs> um, it's between troubled souls oh. and stars. I love both of them. Uh, what would you know? Which one would you like to share with listeners more?
2: Um, I'll share. I'll share stars. Okay, just because I feel like that song hasn't really gotten a lot of uh, recognition.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about that one? Where it came from?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wrote stars. Um, when Let's see, it, it, it's so the song is about how the relationship that we experience with our earthly father often shapes the way that we view God. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first started writing the song, I wasn't really too sure what direction to take it in. <laughs> um, a part of me wanted to resolve it, and then as I sat down with some of my friends and talked about you know, because I like to share songs when I'm writing them, get some feedback and critique. And a lot of the people that I shared the song with were like, just leave it
0: unresolved. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that
2: sucks. <laughs> 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 and you know what? Honestly, I'm glad I did.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah, it <laughs> um, works.
2: And I, the, the story behind a lot of this song, though, like I was saying, the way that we are raised shapes the way that we do oh God. Um... I was sitting down talking with um a very, very good friend of mine who is like a spiritual mentor to me. Um his name's Ryan Flanagan and he was telling me this story about how he had recently uh sat out on the front porch with his daughter Loli, who would have been probably three or four at the time, and they were sitting outside and they were looking at the stars. And it brought me back to when I felt safest with my father Mm -hmm. and my father and I, we used to go outside and wave to my mother. She would drive away for her late night shift. She worked at Continental Airlines and we would wave to her on the the back of my dad's pickup truck. And then we'd sit outside and my dad would smoke a cigarette and he'd hold me and we would stare at the stars. Mm -hmm. And, my parents weren't really, um, they weren't really Christians when I was little. They, um, they became, uh, followers of Christ a little bit later, like, mm-hmm. um, in my childhood. And, um, so I, I like to think in my, my storytelling artistry sense, <laughs> you know, when my father and I would sit there, like, we were examining the stars and there was a part of us that was actually really in awe of God. Mm. And, um... And so I thought that it'd be cool just to kind of write a song about how a lot of just my searching for God and wondering and, like, feeling safe in God's presence kind of had to do a lot with that time in my life. And, and so I wrote a song about that and just kind of left it open, like, there it is, like, just the sense of wonder and awe.
0: That's beautiful. Thanks. Well, listeners, once again, this is uh, Jess Strance's song called Stars. It is from the Von Strance EP. So I hope you enjoy it. Cold night. Yeah, out of all the ones of yours that I've heard, um, that's probably one of my favorites. I love it. It's <laughs> so beautiful.
2: Oh, thank you very much. Um,
0: well, I uh, I just want to thank you so much. I know this was kind of, uh, you know, a sudden sort of not on the fly, but, you know, you, you've got a lot of <laughs> stuff coming up, like starting tomorrow. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. Absolutely. Thanks
2: for asking me because I, I love doing stuff like this. I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I love the connection uh, with people and being able to hear the backstories and it's, love it, love it, love it. Um, so listeners, if you are wanting to get to know a little bit more about uh, Jess Strantz and the Von Strantz team, um, the links are right next to the podcast. So just click on them, go read about them. If you can, once again, if you can go see, you know, them on their tour as they're touring right now, uh, go do it. You don't want to miss that opportunity. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this today as much as I have. And, uh, you know, come back next week. Got another great artist. And I hope you guys have a great day.